0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. And this is Hamza. Dave is out today, so we all wish him well. And he's going to be a little jealous because of our guest today. I know he wanted to make it. And our guest has this uh, feeling that people that may feel that their life is a mess they don't know what's going on. They've tried to do everything under the sun, and it's still not clicking for him. Or our guest believes that if your life is a mess, you can blame your name. He's the author of Your Name and Colors, Key to Your Beauty, Career, Personality, Romance, and Success. And I want to know more about this, so I'm excited as well. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome BP Greycastle to the podcast. Welcome, BP.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We always say there's no accident. So we are supposed to have this podcast today, and I'd like to dive right in because as I mentioned in the intro, it's really interesting. It seems like there's waves, and in my, just in my perception, there was a huge wave in 2006 when The Secret came out, And a lot of people were trying it and years later does it work does it not work then you had a lot of splinter modalities that had come out as a result of that and you know a lot of people are bouncing around and you're saying that or I don't want to put words in your mouth but I believe your name kind of sets you up for the direction that you're ultimately going to go is that correct
1: that's absolutely correct and uh... For those that might be a little bit skeptical about that, uh, my book is uh, based a lot on facts and figures, uh, where, I, where I show and prove that like 95% of your most famous uh, people in over 40 different career fields are because of their color-coded names. And, uh, and a lot of people don't quite get the connection between colors and names. And in the book, I show where, uh, and state that uh, scientists have proven that all uh, sounds give off a color wavelength vibration. And uh, also, scientists have proven now we have crystals in our inner air. So um, in the book, I show that, you know, whenever we're sending uh, vibrational uh, color wavelength vibrations, by calling a person's name. We also have the ability to receive it through our inner ear cochlea gland that then gets sent to our thalamus gland in our brain, which I call the grand central station gland of the brain, and then it's sorted into the other seven endocrine glands that I talk about in the book. Uh, And one way example I give is when when is the only time you see a rainbow is when it's raining out a little bit. You have some water mist in the air you can see the rainbow, or you can get a crystal, and it <clears throat> and it separates the different uh, colors uh, through the crystal. So we have all, uh, all the uh, water and crystals involved in the ability to send and receive uh, these color wavelength vibrations. So uh, that's basically how it's happening. And you're called your name, maybe uh, 100,000 times in your life. So you're getting these same subliminal co- color wavelength vibrations that go are going into your, into your brain, into these seven centers I talk about, over and over and over. So it's really laying the foundation of your personality, your character traits, and your talents of the seven centers. Now the seven centers are, uh, the Eastern philosophies call them the seven chakra centers crown chakra, bra chakra, throat chakra, heart chakra, so on and so forth. Now, I've discovered the right where your seven major endocrine glands are, pineal, pituitary, thyroid, thymus, adrenals, uh, pancreas, and ovaries for women, testes for the men, and um, Uh, I personally call these seven centers your spiritual, mental, vocal, physical, control, emotional, and sexual. And in the book, I show where these seven centers have three or four major functions. But um, the other thing I try and get across is, you know, what have human beings evolved to up to now? Or if some people want to say it in in a religious way, what has God made us, you know, what are we? We are human beings with these seven endocrine gland centers. Uh, we have emotional feelings. We have sexual impulses. We have the ability to be creative and inventful and, uh, and spiritual and moral. Uh, we have the ability to harmonize and, to, uh, and be physical. So we have these seven centers, and we have these seven endocrine glands that, that uh, released hormones. And in the book, I, I say that different people cultivate and operate off these different centers. For example, some people make all their decisions emotionally. Some people are more common sense, intellectual. Some people are more creative. Some people more physical. So my philosophy is whatever center you tend to operate off, on a regular basis, I believe you're re- releasing hormones from that center, and you're becoming addicted to your own hormones, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so hard for people to change their habits. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to excuse me a little bit; I'm slurring. I have a dental impl- uh, uh, appliance in my mouth, but I hope you can understand me clearly.
0: Oh, you sound uh, you sound fine.
1: Okay, and um, so so that's basically. Uh, you know some of the some of the basics of my theory, and again, get, going back to uh, in the book, I show that uh, even Einstein and Sir Isaac w- never would have been great physicists if it weren't for their names. I wow. use the list of the um, Nobel Peace Prize in Physics since it started mm-hmm. in 1902 to present, and you'll see that 95 percent of them are what I call purple spiritual people, people whose first or last names start with B, I, P, or Ws. Those are purple letters. I show where uh, uh, Tom Brady and Joe Montana would have never been great um, uh, quarterbacks if it weren't for their name. Uh, I show where Michael Jordan would have never been a great uh, basketball player. I so show where your most famous lawyers, architects, uh, singers, writers are a certain color type. And uh, so um, these things can't just be happening uh, you know it, it, you know that high of a percentage, there's something that it has to you know to to prove that this is happening, what I'm saying. So, uh, again, I I like to stick with facts and figures. I'm I'm not a hocus-pocus type of person that believes anything. Usually, you know, if if someone comes across with a philosophy for me, to me, I like to look at it in a very practical, analytical way and say, okay, where's the facts and figures in this? Does it happen on a regular basis? So... uh, uh anyway if if you have any names or anything you want me to analyze i'd be happy to do it for you
0: absolutely of course of course i do <laughs> but before I, I get into that I, I do want to ask you because you were talking about the the uh, peace prizes and you said that seven ninety five percent of those people are spiritual meaning that they have a, cur- a purple number which a purple uh, color which is associated with their first or last name that starts with a B, an I, a P as in Paul, or a W. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. Like okay. Einstein, uh, you hear the first sounding letters. You have to do it phonetically, too. You know?
0: Phonetically. If, okay.
1: if a letter is silent, you don't use it. But Einstein, Isaac mm-hmm. Newton, and uh, like I say, if you look at the list in my book, you're going to see the most famous and successful Physicists and the ones that got the Nobel Peace Prize, ninety-five percent of them are going to be a purple spiritual person, a person whose first last names start with B-I-P-U-S or Ws. And uh, are you? Go ahead. Are
0: you familiar with uh, Roy G. Biv? Have you ever Not heard that before? Really.
1: Tell okay. me a little bit so, about them.
0: Absolutely. So uh, it's an. They are all acronyms, and the Roy G. Biv it is associated with the seven chakras. So Roy R. R would be red. And the reason why I ask is if you do Roy G. Biv, V is violet for the seventh chakra, and you said that 95% of these spiritual people are associated with a purple color. So okay. is there association with your chakra and the okay. colors?
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, here now, let me say that I disagree with so far of all the other... Um, authors or, or or chakra experts on what colors are attuned to those seven centers they okay. pretty much all say say that maybe blue is a is the crown chakra and maybe uh you know they have these these uh, different colors attuned to these seven chakra centers i say no it all depends on a person's name the first letters in your uh, your name are your your crown chakra, or what I call your spiritual genius creative imaginative moral center. uh, uh, The second letters in your name are your mental centers or your pituitary uh, endocrine gland. Uh, Your vocal um, uh, throat chakra is a third sounding letter in your name, and and so on and so forth with the the rest of the uh, chakra centers. So I don't agree with... What colors all these other philosophers are saying are attuned to uh, uh, your seven chakra centers? I totally disagree with them.
0: So, for the origin or etymology of this uh, colorology, were you part of an order or a different group that developed this? How how did you learn to get this this information?
1: No, it it was pretty much uh, myself, but let me uh, first say that a lot of people don't realize Sir Isaac Newton aligned the colors of the diatonic scale, the musical scale. He had A to indigo, B to purple, C to red, D to orange, E to yellow, uh, uh, G to blue, and F to green. Now, I've actually in my book changed that first one the A uh, to uh, flesh spectrum. Now I believe and I've done a lot of research in this that uh, uh, Newton actually was referring to a flesh color and not a blue purple indigo because back in the days of Newton they used to uh, mix certain acids and chemicals with the blue purple dye from India and it actually turns it into a like a flesh color like a um, like a Caucasian person that gets a little bit of a suntan. Mm -hmm. And there's two or three other reasons why I say the seventh color of the spectrum is a flesh spectrum, and that's the whites, off-whites, tans, beiges, and the copper. And if you look in some real old dictionaries, you'll see the terms copper indigo, brown indigo, flesh indigo. So I believe this knowledge has uh, been lost and misinterpreted along the way. And so I got a lot of information from Sir Isaac Newton, and then there was uh, an author by the name of Rowan T. Hunt that wrote a book about people's names and colors. He didn't break it down like I have on on what colors are tuned to what what, uh, centers, and uh, he just pretty much described the spiritual uh, meaning of the different colors, which he did a very good job of. So I I wasn't uh, involved in any order, uh, I, I, was, uh, I was going to college, and, and I took the, uh, the design course, uh, clothing design course, and I was working at a fabric store, and uh, I was learning all about colors and fabric and things like that. And there was one uh, lady who came to the store and told me about uh, this Roman T. Hunt book. So I went and got it, and uh, I read it, and then all the information about, you know, Sir Isaac Newton... Uh, and then i start making my own discovery so I, it was pretty much a uh, uh, that's that's how i come about this
0: oh wow okay and how long ago have you been in this field
1: a long time this is my third book on 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 this subject it's been a good 34 years i i've been working on this
0: oh wow okay yeah
1: and, and, and you can see by the list that are in my book uh, uh there's there's a couple of thousand names probably that uh it's taken a lot of research to to uh, find out who was the most famous uh, lawyers or architects or singers, and there's quite a lot of list in there.
0: Sure. Well, let me ask you. In the in the, uh, I'm thinking of Ellis Island, and you know when immigrants first started coming to the United States, they had their mother tongue, so their names weren't John Smith when they got here, but when they started to immerse themselves in the American culture, they changed their name. So, how would that reflect what's on your birth certificate versus the name you go by?
1: Okay, okay, that's that's a good question. Um, we, you, we can also use. Uh, a lot of times, women ask me, "Well, what happens when I get married and I change my name?" And mm-hmm. I tell them, "You're going to start to get some uh, new character uh, traits and personality traits." So. Uh, yeah, um, my relatives got some of their na- name changed when they came over here. And what really matters, the bottom line is what you hear people call you. And if you change a name or somebody changes your name when you come from another country, you're you know, you're, you're definitely going to have some uh, character and personality, trace and talent changes that, you know, that will come about. And it, it it'll be kind of... of gradual. And the more you hear of the new name, the, the more the new... Uh, character traits will, will will start to blend in, into your personality.
0: Uh, one person that comes to mind is uh, those people with those celebrities with one name, right? And so the world may know them as that, and we may call them that. But when the lights are off, they may yeah. go by their given name. So how would you determine that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in some of the list I I, I have in my book. I will list their what uh, their famous name is, and then I will also list their real name. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like um, you know, there's some singers where um, I show you know that uh, their real name, that their family calls them on the regular basis, proves that they're an orange vocal center person. I show in my book that. Uh, 95% of your most famous singers are what I call orange vocal center people. The third sounding letter in their first or last name is either a D, K, R, or Y letter. Like Mariah Carey, Barbara Streisand, Ricky Martin, uh, uh, Brenda Tarpley, who's uh, happened to be uh, Brenda Lee. And uh, so, yeah, um, you have to uh, take that into consideration. That's a very good question uh, because, uh, uh, like, some of the celebrities will be called by just one name, but their family or their friends, you know, we're going to call them uh, another name that that you also have to go by. It makes me also think uh... of... Uh, another thing is, is let's say, uh, uh, parents. When, uh, when you have kids, you, mm-hmm. you might have uh, uh, some lady is called Kelly Smith, but the kids call her mother, mom, mommy every day several times. So you have to take in, into consideration that mommy or mother or mom. Same thing with dad. So mm-hmm. uh, whenever I analyze a person's name, I ask them, I start off specifically and say, do you have any nicknames that people call you on a regular basis? Or are you called by your official name or, or a nickname? Or do you have children that call you mom, mother, dad, daddy? So I, I do a thorough uh, examination of what they're really hearing, and that's what counts, is what they're really, those, the, the vibrations they're receiving. And I and I it, state that in the book where uh, let's say a person's official name is Robert but everybody calls him Bob. Well, you got to go by Bob. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. It made me think of the uh, the holidays. You know, since families aren't as close in proximity as they used to be during the holidays, is the time when most families try to get together. And when they do, in some respects, you go back to the dynamics when you were all under one roof. And so when you're in your professional life or what have you you may have this personality but when you're home you may have another i mean would that affect the colors as well
1: yeah yeah absolutely let me give you an example uh my brother we always used to call him tony but his official name is michael Mm -hmm. so now uh um he goes by Michael with his wife and and where he works and things like that, but whenever me and my sister or other brother call him, we always uh, naturally refer to him as tony so depending on uh, like you say if if uh, if we 're in contact with them on a regular basis for a while, maybe during the holidays or for some reason we're we're talking back and forth to him a lot. He's going to he's going to get that uh, Tony uh influence a little you know a little more than the Michael. So gotcha. yeah, it, it'll help uh somewhat uh but uh you know um, I usually ask people what do you what do you call 80 90% of the time and and that's the one that that, that makes the most difference.
0: Gotcha. It, it, and,
1: another example is let's say um Let's say you're from the Orient and you eat rice almost every day. And then you come to the United States and you eat potatoes. I mean, what's going to affect you the most? You know, your skin or your hair or whatnot? It's, it's a rice diet because, you know, you, you eat that 90% of the time. Right. So, uh, you know, you have to take into consideration uh, what you pretty much do most of the time.
0: That's gotcha. So when you had mentioned some women ask if they're, you know, when they get, their name, get married, they may change the, their name or they may hyphenate it, I like to go a little bit before that because, and, and I'm telling a little bit about myself uh, or my old self, uh, with these other modalities, you can kind of never leave the house because you want to run their astrology chart. You want to run their numerology chart <laughs> before you even want to date them. And then you're like, oh, you're this sign or this numerology chart. And it gives me an indicator are you also able to do that with potential mates based off of their color from their name
1: oh yeah in, in the book i show where uh, your name determines who your romantic soulmate should be and i and i list about oh 20 to 25 celebrities famous celebrities in my book that have long-standing uh, really good uh, romantic relationships uh like paul newman joanne woodward and uh, i list a lot of them where i show that uh, what I call your power color, your control center it's your adrenal is your power color. And the best, I believe, the best romantic soulmate uh, relationships are where people control each other emotionally. Now, a lot of people don't like the term control. So I also use you have a very powerful effect on each other's emotional center. Mm-hmm. And so a blue power person would have a very powerful or controlling effect on a blue emotional person. And I uh, believe that you both should have that, where you both have that very powerful effect on your emotional center down there, at your navel uh, chakra center, your, uh, uh, your pancreas endocrine gland. I call it the romantic, the feminine, the emotional center. And, and, uh, and you really want to control or have a very powerful effect on each other emotionally and that that makes it the strongest romantic bond. So if you meet somebody and you and you uh you definitely want to check out their name to see what kind of uh emotional bond you would have. And also I get the question for women that, from women from women who are married they say well uh uh when I explain to them that they don't control each other emotionally or have that power effect, they say, well, should I get a divorce? I say, absolutely not. All you've got to do is change, uh, uh, start calling each other by a nickname on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. You'll see that you'll start to have that stronger emotional bond. Wow. That's, That's
0: huge. Yeah, that's. Very
1: <laughs> you know the other big thing about this philosophy that I really would like to see happen more. As soon mm-hmm. as you know uh, you name your child, you can uh, know uh, whether or not the um, a perfect uh, career for be for them would be either being a doctor, a lawyer, a writer, or whatever. Once you mm-hmm. you know their name, and you can wow. you can gently guide them in that direction, and and. Each of the color types I show uh, where they dominate four or five different fields. So you also have uh, several choices. Like we've been talking a lot about the purple spiritual people, the physicists. They also make the best writers, uh, the uh, best physicists, um, uh, also uh, songwriters, uh, 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 publishers, editors, editors um uh, each each of the color type I show where they dominate at least four or five different fields so wow. once you know a child's name uh, I'll tell you where where their genius lies where their creativity their open mindedness mm-hmm. and there's two other ways that I analyze a person for their career I look at their spiritual creative open minded creative genius uh center and then I look at if there are any uh of their seven centers that are like a double yellow mental person or a triple uh, uh, physical uh, red person. Uh, And then I also look to see, I add up all the colors in their name, like somebody might have five of their centers attuned to the green spectrum. So that that would play a a big uh, uh, effect on me, uh, um, given them... um, uh advice on what career to go to like an architect or a lawyer or things things like that with a green uh person that has a lot of green character trace in their name and there's other well, one other real big thing uh you know believe it or not your name can really um you know it, it could lead you down a very bad path if you have uh too much uh, of any color in your name certain colors it could even
0: oh, please, it, it, more.
1: It, it, it could uh, predispose you to being a serial kill- killer that's how sh- how much effect your name has on you
0: who have you been able to do research on a name that falls into that category
1: well uh, uh, like um, a Ted uh,
0: Manson yeah uh,
1: yeah uh, uh, e. D. amin mean uh, Hitler uh, um, uh, 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 Stalin. Uh, I, I, you know, I I I I kind of held back on listing those people in the book. I didn't want to offend anybody. Sure. But uh, you know, if a person has too many of certain colors in their name, then I I kind of let them know. You got to guard against being too callous, too unfeeling towards other people. And uh, see, that's what it takes to do stuff like that. You you have to be so callous that you, that you don't even recognize other people have feelings or can feel pain. And and so there are the, in fact all the color types. I I tell them their positive side, and I also tell them their negative side. All the color color types have their negative side too. So mm-hmm. I also advise them against uh, against the negative side. And. Okay. And a lot of that happens to, you know, the other big thing about my book is I talk about uh, their other, what I call, environmental influences that affect us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might have one Carol Davis that is born into a uh, a good family that treats them well, and and this one Carol Davis may be gorgeous and uh, very attractive, nice-looking, and then you might have a Carol Davis where her parents were maybe alcoholics or abused her, and maybe she's not attractive, she's unattractive, I and mean, she goes to school and all the boys tease her, whereas the other colored, uh Carol Davis is, you know, she's getting all the compliments from the boys. And she's getting a good education because her family are, you know, it's a good, stable family that's helping her get through college. So there's a lot of environmental effects uh, in our life. Uh, what people we meet, what books we read, uh, whether we were uh, rich or poor, or whether we were born with polio or or healthy body. You know, there's there's all kinds of environmental effects. Uh, Uh, things that affect us too that you have to take into consideration. I
0: I would think about the, um, you know, in the news, to be topical, we had the uh, breakup or, you know, it was exposed about parents paying for their children of means to get into these private schools that they may or may not have the aptitude to get in on their own merit, right? And so if the parent is doing that, aren't they kind of, not even considering their children's color, obviously I don't think they're considering their children's yeah, name, yeah, color, but, right? I mean, they, you're saying to be successful you need to be a lawyer or a doctor, and I'm gonna usher you into this path because I know what's best for you. Does that, how many, have you seen children as adults coming to you that that was the life that they lived, but they longed to be like a guitar player or something on the far end of the spectrum?
1: yeah you know uh here again i say that's a little bit of an environmental uh influence for the parents what i see a lot of times is uh um, parents are uh, the, the father and mother are both doctors or both lawyers or both teachers or musicians and uh uh they tend to uh have their 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 children go to a law school or medical school or play music with them and uh, and sometimes uh, it's okay, but other times maybe they would have been better off doing something else. And uh, so, uh, yeah, like I say, whenever I analyze a person, I just tell them what, what their name uh, says about where, where their natural uh, talents lie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there, there, there can be both positive and negative influence from, from parents and, and other people.
0: So since we're talking about names, I mean, names are everything. We, right, as humans, we have to label things by their name. And so we're talking about our personal name. Are you able or have you looked at names of cities like Las Vegas? Is there a certain color and energy around certain cities no, around I, the country?
1: No, I, 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 I don't make that connection because uh – you know, uh, you know, you're talking about a city, not a human being that has ability to to receive those color wavelength vibrations to those to those endocrine glands and uh and things like that. Uh, some people even ask me, Well, what about my dog? Does it affect my dog like like a human? And uh and I say I I doubt if it, it does that much because Uh, dogs don't have the same endocrine glands or the seven centers that we have. They may have some centers, but... uh uh, so you have to look at the species, you know, human beings. You know, human beings are different than, uh, than tigers or elephants, you know. And that's why I say when, we, when I first start talking uh, today is uh, so far human beings have evolved to where you have these seven endocrine gland centers, these seven spiritual centers or energy centers. And that's, what, that's the best way to analyze a person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what we are. So as far as a city goes, uh, uh, you know, it might have an effect on on somebody unconsciously uh, thinking a a certain city's name may, uh, you know, influence uh, their outlook on what kind of city it is, but... uh, no, I, I really don't analyze cities or anything like that. Just, just human beings. <laughs> sure, sure.
0: I, I know you can go down the rabbit hole with some of these things. So I didn't know how far it went. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm like I say, I'm a pretty practical uh, guy, so I don't, I don't fly off uh, you know, in crazy directions too much.
0: <laughs> Are you familiar with the book The Outliers? No. Okay. So this book is by uh, uh My, Malcolm Gladwell and in the book he talks about Bill Gates. He talks about uh, a lot of different people in different walks of life and the premise is 10,000 hours as a minimum to kind of hone your craft and become who you're meant to be. And so I like to ask you from a, a Bill Gates standpoint okay. if you have a good color to be a good businessman but you may be in like year six or seven of doing what you thought you were supposed to do and it's not working and you're like well this color stuff doesn't work so what would happen if I came to you as Bill Gates and you had given a reading
1: okay well I list Bill Gates in my uh, in my uh, in my book Uh, remember I told you about the purple spiritual people dominating four or five fields I show her purple spiritual people are the richest in the world Bill Gates Paul Allen uh, I list a ton of them in there, and, and I show again that uh, probably right now, 90% of your most richest people are purple spiritual people, people whose first and last names start with BIPs or Ws. Now, as far mm-hmm. as uh, the, uh, how many thousands of hours was it, you said? that this? Uh, oh,
0: 10,000.
1: Okay, well, here's what I say in my book. Okay. One of the keys to success is repetition. Yes. And also... Uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there hear about focusing, and I, I attribute focusing to your mental analytical uh, 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 brow chakra or pituitary endocrine gland, right, right in between mm-hmm. your uh, your eyebrows there, and your forehead. And uh, I believe in order to succeed at anything, is you have to stay focused on that. Uh, mm-hmm. on pretty much a, a daily basis. You know, you take a day or two off once in a while. But these these people like Bill Gates or anybody that su- succeed, succeeds, they do it repetitiously over and over and over. That makes them master. That works out all the, the kinks, and they stay focused on it. They don't get their, their mind spread thin where they... Uh, they let other things get in and the, uh, take their 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 mind off in it to another direction so whatever you decide you want to do or whatever like if i were to tell you i think you should do you need to stay focused on that and don't let other people you know like you got to go out and have fun with your friends or you got to take a trip to yosemite or you got to do this you know you can do those things you know but pretty much you got to stay focused on what that is you're trying to uh, to succeed at, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, as far as how many hours, I would just pretty much say you know uh, you ask I- anyone that's successful it usually takes a a few years at least to really to where you get get in there and you're you're, you're succeeding at it. So I would say focusing and repetition is the key to, to really becoming successful at whatever, a singer, lawyer, whatever.
0: Absolutely. So the second part of that is you saw how successful Bill Gates was. Were you able to discover uh, the colors for Melinda Gates?
1: Um, hold on one second. I just got a phone call in my eye. I just turned it off. Okay. Um uh I haven't really andor- uh analyzed her out that much. I know she's a green spiritual person from her first name, and mm-hmm. then she took on the uh the gates and now she's also a uh, a blue spiritual person, but I really haven't looked at her uh what what her hobbies are or uh uh and what she's into that much to be honest with you.
0: Okay, I was just wondering. I mean, I think she's a doctor, and she she's very professional in her own right. Before she married Bill, but now she's known she as do? Melinda Gates. Is she, is she a lawyer
1: or an environmentalist? Uh, tell me what
0: she does. I, I believe she was in the medical profession. Mhm. And so I, I was interested because you know, as a power couple, I would also think of a former president or any president, right? And they're the president of the United States. And their wife. What if their wife? You know, they're pretty professional on their own right, and they kind of put their their careers on hold to follow their husband, which mm-hmm. is which is I guess more traditional, but it's not as common today. So it was like, well, what are their colors that make them maybe see that they're stronger emotionally together as a couple than doing doing things on their own?
1: Well. Um uh, first of all, uh, I would have to analyze out both of their names to see what their what their chemistry is between each other. That's that's one word I haven't used today. Uh, as far as those endocrine glands, remember, it says they secrete hormones. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever we talk about uh, people talk about uh, romantic relationships between couples, they also use. They'll say something like the chemistry between them is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I believe they they're 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 not saying is they're their hormonal chemistry now melinda gates uh let me look at uh uh before she took on the gates uh, melinda bill gates she controlled him mentally and physically so he probably thought she was intellectual and very physically attractive now mm-hmm. what do you know what her maiden name was i do not yeah well, I'd have to I'd have to look at the the the, the last name too. Uh, uh, Melinda Gates. Yeah, that's 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 what I'd say. He was attracted to her by and if I had her last name, I could tell you more.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I have another one. Um, this guy is is very topical in the past week. Um, for unfortunate news, he um, he was actually had seen an untimely demise on Sunday night, and he had a, when you talk about environmental, he was in a very uh, challenging environmental uh, background upbringing. And he kind of turned that around over the last 10, 15 years, where he, like you were saying, the repetition and keeping the focus, that he totally changed his life around. Um, And before I give you the name, uh, I kind of, I wanted to paint the picture because when I was talking earlier about somebody that have a, may have a specific color, they may not be seeing that in their lives, but if they continue with their focus and repetition, they may get there. And so that's what he ultimately did. His name was uh, Nipsey Hussle. That's what he went by, N-I-P-S-E-Y. Uh,
1: hold on, say it again to me again.
0: Sure, N-I-P-S-E-Y, Nipsey. Okay. And his last name was... Or his stage name was Hustle, and it was H U S S L E instead of Hustle. So I guess it was a play on Nipsey. uh, Was uh, is he? What was Nipsey's name? It was a a comedian named Nipsey in the '70s, I believe, Mm -hmm. with the moniker he followed.
1: Okay. Well, well, let me say this. Uh, You know, all these people I talk about in these different careers that I show uh, that are successful, whether they be writers, lawyers, comedians, uh, uh, lawyers, architects, Mm archaeologists, most of them, in fact, probably none of them realize that their name was a a major driving force of them going into those fields. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so... uh, yeah I would I would say this this nipsy uh, hustle is uh, I'm sure his name affected uh, you know um now, I don't know what his environmental problems he had early in his life, but I can tell you uh, if he went by Nipsey Hustle most of the time, he was, first of all, he was a blue spiritual person. And blue spiritual people can have uh, uh, problems with drugs and wanting to be too cool and hip. And, you know, they may drink too much or do too much drugs. They might want to uh, get into the hip scene, you know. And sometimes the hip scene is not really all that, you know, good for you. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I I don't know his history, and uh, but I'm absolutely uh, Nipsey Hustle. Uh, what what did he actually become? Can you tell me that? He became
0: a yeah he became a um, musical artist. He or he he actually yes okay. that's what kind of got his foot in the door, and then he started okay. doing a lot of community business related stuff.
1: Okay, well 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 you kind of hit that one right on on the bullseye. Okay. I also tell people that your last name, okay, you, you hear your first name more so than your last name, mm-hmm. you know, and so the first part of your life, your, your first name has a little more, a lot more influence on you. But then mm-hmm. as you get older, it, people tend to, you start hearing your last name a little bit more, like mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Davis or Mr. Hustle. So looking at his name, the first letter in his last name is that H. Mm-hmm. And if you look in my book I show her uh, uh that's a flesh spectrum spiritual person. Flesh letters are A, H, O and V. And I show her they make the most famous musical composers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh and uh so the H right there definitely had a a major effect on him getting into the musical stuff you just talked about
0: gotcha okay all right and let's do uh, my podcast mate david thompson
1: uh, uh, say that once again
0: sure let's let's look at uh, my podcast mate david thompson david yeah
1: okay yeah okay okay as i had uh, when i talked to you before i said david has a very good name he's an orange spiritual person uh, and orange spiritual people are people whose first or last name start with D K R Y. They're the warmest, kindest and most caring of all the color types. They do very well in anything creative, marketing fields, promoters, advertising. They also make very good artists and anything creative. He has a very giving heart because the syllable break falls on that V in his name, Dave Vid. Mm -hmm. And that's a flesh letter, and flesh people are very giving and moral in nature. So he has a very giving and very moral heart. And the last name was, uh, say it once again? Thompson. Thompson? Yes, with a T. Okay, yeah. Uh, He has a lot of green letters in his last name. He's a green spiritual person from his last name. The first letter in his last name is a T, which is a green letter. Green letters are F, M, and T. And... Uh, they make good uh environmentalists lawyers architects peacemakers. I show in my book where they uh where most of your uh, uh people that uh, got awarded the nobel peace prize in 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 peace uh peacemakers are green spiritual people. They mm. usually like very peaceful quiet beautiful green environments like being in the mountains and the trees and on the good side they can be very peaceful and very fair and balanced and 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 poised on the negative side they tend to have an attitude problem mm-hmm. now uh, from what i know about david he seemed to be he fits a good side he, he's very very balanced very peaceful very nice person a very kind person so uh as we talked before uh you had told me he's uh located in the denver area now or in colorado where there's a lot of beautiful green trees and forest mm. and and i bet you he just loves it there
0: absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah i'll share that i'm sure he'll appreciate that
1: yeah.
0: and so what about hamza davis
1: okay uh you're a flesh spectrum spiritual person and an orange spiritual person your general spiritual nature is to be harmonious uh, uh, neat, clean, organized. You want order, harmony in your life. Music uh, uplifts your spirits a lot. Uh, you're very money conscious. Uh, you're also a flesh back, uh, uh, flesh uh, mental center person. Let me see this name here. Hum, the Davis. Yeah, you you have a lot of flesh uh, colors in your name, which are the A, H, O, and V's uh you're a double flesh mental person so you can be very practical uh and common sense uh, with money and orga- there's a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis on you being organized and, and harmonious with people and the world and um, and very practical in certain ways you have a giving heart from your from your last name um Hamza. Uh, yeah, awful lot of flesh. Uh, uh, I'd say, I'd say that the, uh, flesh spectrum, um, uh, affects your personality more than anything. And those Mm -hmm. are some of the character traits. Uh, you could have been a good archaeologist, a good, uh, musical composer, uh, money manager, uh, those are some of the fields I show that the flesh spectrum uh, or people that have a lot of uh, flesh letters in their name they they dominate and now the uh the, Davis, the Orm, being an orange spiritual person, they make good uh good uh, marketing and promotional and you, and you're doing a lot of marketing and promoting with your with your podcast mm-hmm. so how how nice. does that fit
0: Oh absolutely I was like he knows me already that's awesome. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would think
0: that with um with, with with this what you're exposing and what people are are listening to on this podcast that it would you say if more people know about this modality and and gotten we'll get them your contact and all that information but do you think that it would lower the divorce rate?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. A- a- and mm-hmm. I have another philosophy beyond uh, um my color philosophy about divorce rate, and I think uh, I read a while back, it was somewhere around 62 or 68 percent.
0: Wow. And the
1: other 20-something percent that aren't divorced, how many of them are really happy together, you know? Mm-hmm. And what, what I think, I think, I think, uh, you know, I might get in a lot of trouble by saying this, I think <laughs> a lot of women in our society are brainwashed from the get-go. They're mm-hmm. told that they should be. They should wait for men to come talk to them, to ask them out, and uh, to buy them dinner. To uh, and so, uh, I think they're brainwashing to becoming introverts versus, uh, you know, uh, going out there with their own personality. And uh, what does it hurt for a woman to like? Let's say you're standing in Starbucks and to start a conversation with a man uh, mm-hmm. versus saying no. I I'm told that women don't do that. You know, uh, the man has to do that. And uh, I was in Australia once. So I was in Vietnam, and I got a, a week's R&R from Vietnam, and I went to Australia, and I could not believe it. When you go into the nightclubs or social places there, uh, mm-hmm. the women would walk up to you and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, can I buy you a drink? Would you like to dance? Can I take you out to see uh, to the zoo tomorrow? I'll pick you up at 9? I was stunned, and so were other a lot of uh, GIs that went there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, because in, in Australia it's perfectly common for women to ask men out or start a conversation with them. So just percentage-wise, uh, uh, allowing women to uh, to do that increases your percentage of finding the right person, you know. Uh, but um, but your name uh, definitely, you know, uh, once you know that's part of it, you know. But once you you meet somebody. And that would help in meeting people if it was mm-hmm. both men and women, you know, starting conversations. And, uh, but your name then would, would come in big time to see whether you would stay together or whether it would work. Right. So, so with
0: uh, um, looking back, I want you talked about going to Australia and Vietnam. Oh, and before I forget, what you just said about women approaching guys. There was this big video on, on Instagram yesterday where – this woman proposed to this guy and so you had every comment imaginable about you know how could she you know she should have waited and it was just funny now that you mentioned
1: fine with uh, me you know if they're in if she loves him why not tell him she loves him i mean don't hold it back you know and uh, if he loves her he's gonna say okay and you know what's the big deal it's, it's all an ego thing you know it's throw the ego out and just be truthful you know, it, and it I don't like know this. who started this thing where where, where, where a long time ago somebody said, "Hey, women, women can't start a, a conversation with a man, or women can't do this, or hey, you know, I, I just, well, I, I think, just don't agree with it, you know, because I, recently, I've been exposed to, uh, to uh, like I say, over in Australia. Also, I was exposed to Asian women, where Asian women are uh, much more, uh, they get involved with helping the man and. Uh, and uh, it's it, it's just really a good feeling to have a, a partner that's right there, you know, helping you or or telling you what what they feel about you and and letting you know what, what their feelings are, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. You should be encouraged then, because um, this this lady, and and it's always contrast. We talk about a lot of contrast on the podcast, but. Get you to where you need to go. If everything was perfect, you probably wouldn't be motivated to go to your ultimate goal, right? And so you had you had a dating app called Tinder, and I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but I've heard it's it. It's a okay. So yeah, it's a dating app. It, what would happen was because I you know I have a lot of um, comrades or female friends that tell me their experience is totally different than a guy's. So a girl and she's attractive, she gets a million guys that try to contact her and she's just so overwhelmed she doesn't do anything. Yeah. And what happened was there was a woman that was a part of the founders of of Tinder and she didn't get along with the it was a male dominated organization and you know so she left. And so she started a rival app, dating app called Bumble where a girl has to make the first move. So you know, maybe they were paying attention to, to what you were saying, and you know, yeah, we'll see that, where that, that takes us.
1: That's very healthy. I think you know, uh, you know, you have to look at it from a, a man's point of view. Is you know, women have to realize men may uh, ask out three or four women and get turned down. Or I also notice a lot of time when women go out to these social places, they'll have their girlfriends with them, and. Uh, I don't know uh, how many men have had experience where they'll go up and see one woman and want to talk to her and start talking to her. And and one of their girlfriends will say, "Uh, can you excuse us? We're having this private conversation. And just men get turned down a a good amount of time. And maybe, you know, they may not be feeling that confident the next time. Or maybe they've been sick. Or maybe their pet animal just passed away and they're not feeling that good and they then they they go somewhere and there's this uh one gal that maybe they might be interested, but maybe they're feeling kind of low, so uh, so they don't uh make approach to her so women have to realize that uh sometimes uh men are interested in you, but uh you know they're they're just not clicking on all cylinders, and maybe why don't you talk to him <laughs> you know
0: <laughs>
1: so uh no that that sounds very good that that second uh, dating place. You know, sure. I, I just, I, I'm just very big on uh, on the old way of, you know, a man has to do all the contacting and make the first move. I'm I'm just, uh, I'm very very sour on that.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so, are are you single or married?
1: Uh, well, I've got a girlfriend, and uh, we're getting along fine, and okay. uh, so uh, that's that's my situation right now. And I can tell you this. Uh, uh, I, w- I won't have a relation with somebody uh, with a name that I know won't work out. Uh, right. I, I will do a if, if if the original names aren't all that good, uh, I'll I'll say we've got to have a nickname, and the nickname works fine. It works very mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You probably have the best relationship just from seeing that." Yeah, yeah a per-
1: very good. You know, we we kind of changed our chemistry a little bit. You know, a lot of times you meet somebody and you'll have a lot of good good uh, things in common, but the, mm-hmm. but the name may not be the best situation. And all you got to do is is, is just. Uh, I uh, use advice in my book to uh, come up with a nickname, and believe me, it won't be long before you start falling deeper, deeply in love with that person.
0: Wow, very nice.
1: Now, Until... now, now there, there, there are some cases, again, getting back to remember I talked about the environmental influence. You might right. meet some gal that she is so spoiled uh, and, and uh, have you know, certain things that she's been taught that it might be a little more difficult. Because, you know, maybe you came from a very poor environment where where certain things aren't that important to you, whereas they came from another environment. So so sometimes there's some environmental influences that can can, can kinda help um, destroy the, the, the relationship. So it helps to be uh on a on a on a you know, a little more of an emotional or intellectual uh uh, even uh, level you know where, you know helps a lot you know where you just have to work out all those environmental influences for a while
0: absolutely uh, coupled with uh, repetition and focus to make the relationship work
1: yeah yeah, so yeah.
0: It's, it's important to include all of your uh, arsenal and colorology in your quiver if you can
1: I didn't quite hear here what you just said
0: I said it's important to encompass all of that and include colorology in your oh, quiver if you can.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you got to take into uh, effect a lot of stuff. That, you know, relationships are. Uh, you know, well, just look at it. Why? Why is it so hard to find a soulmate? Uh, you know, because uh, it's it's a, we're complicated human beings with these different uh, uh, um, uh, hormonal chemistries and. And our background and, and environmental influences. Uh, so, so believe me, there's a lot of good information in this book that that would uh, that gives you so much information to 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 make that right connection.
0: Absolutely. And so, for people that want to get the book, and also you do readings, correct?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so. I kinda, I kind of almost advise it, you know, here I've got 30 years experience at it. You could read through my whole book and you'll get a tremendous amount of information. But here you're talking about somebody that's been doing it for 30 years, so I can uh, I can break it down real quick and add a few things in there, you know.
0: Absolutely. And for those yeah. that are looking to shortcut the process, how could they get yeah. in touch with you for the book and for readings?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, All they have to do is take uh, go on their cell phone. This won't work on a landline, but go on their cell phones and mm-hmm. just uh, type in pound two fifty, and they'll get a recording saying that uh, uh, is it okay for us to text you some information? And then you say yes, uh, but uh, they will ask you for the keyword, and the keywords is name and colors. So you'll be asked to say a, key, a couple of keywords and you say names and colors, and then they, uh, we will text them the link to my book on Amazon and also how they can get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. And it's that simple, pound 250. They just have to type in the pound uh, uh, number and 250, and they'll be asked uh, those questions if, they can get a, uh, if we can send them a text and to say the key words
0: nice nice names and colors well, you have just been in tune to another episode of intrinsic motivation from a homie's perspective uh, bp it was a pleasure speaking with you man let's definitely stay in touch
1: okay without a doubt and i hope i hope my dog's in the back, background barking and i have one dog that snored through this whole conversation did not bother you <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: we were fine man you have a good evening
1: okay and thanks a lot for having me on huh
0: Sure thing. Thank you.
1: All right. Bye-bye.
0: Cheers.